CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver.
with you once again here on 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio. The show is Stereoscopic Readout. And tonight is the Canada Day edition. Oh, hello. That's not the right slider. Okay, there we go. Some selections from an Electra album released in 1967 entitled Zodiac Cosmic Sounds. That track was Cancer, the Moon Child. Um, I figured it would be something kind of hippie to do um, 12 times a year to play something from that album. Um, although I did do a feature once on the entire album. But uh, cool stuff. You can totally hear. Uh, it, it's very much a product of the time. <laughs> And But interestingly enough, you can hear quite a bit of broadcast in that, amongst other bands. So, yeah, you can definitely see that broadcast was influenced by that, influenced by United um, the United States of America and other bands. Anyway, I digress. Today is supposed to be an all-CanCon episode. Um, so we will be getting to, in honor of our nation's birthday tomorrow, a look at one of the best bands to emerge, I think, in all of Vancouver's music history. Certainly, arguably, the best band to emerge from Vancouver in the 1960s. We're talking about The Collectors, so we're going to be looking at, pardon the pun, their collected output circa 1965 to 1970-ish. Anyway, we're going to start off with... Oh, sorry. One of the earliest tracks actually recorded by the band. uh, They were originally known as the Classics um, in about 1965. Sorry. I believe it was 65 anyway. Yeah, I'm not seeing it here. Anyway, 1965, backed up local DJ Fred Latrimo. Yes, that Fred Latrimo. uh, For a novelty track called The Latrimotion. They did actually have um, a bunch of songs recorded when they were known as the classics or the Fun classics or when they were recorded in the states the canadian classics but we're going to start off with uh the latrimotion on stereoscopic readout
Some are blue, some are brown Some look up and some look down Some look out, some look in with you oh i'm sorry about that back with you on that's you stop that stop that now i say oh back with our look at the history of vancouver's the collectors um the first track you heard there was the latrimotion a novelty track put out in 65 by erstwhile well erstwhile retired now retired dj fred latrimo uh, back when the band was known as the Classics, and then when they got um, U.S. distribution, they became known in the States as the Canadian Classics. But the lineup back then was Howie Vickers on vocals, Brian Russell on guitar, Claire Lawrence on saxophone, Glenn Miller, not that Glenn Miller, on bass, and Gary Taylor on drums. Um Obviously, very R and B or very R and B flavored. Um, actually, sounds quite a lot like, um, say, a band, local, other local bands like the Shockers, or um, that other band that's called the Nocturnals. R and B was really, really big in Vancouver in the early to mid '60s, uh, probably even into the uh, late '60s as well. Um, do 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 Miller, Brian Russell, and Gary Taylor would eventually leave the band. However, in 1966, and be replaced by Bill Henderson on guitar and Ross Turney on drums. Um, they were influenced by the newer wave of folk rock coming up from Los Angeles at that period. Um, uh, sort of a genre of music which had been locally championed by Tom Northcott and the aptly named Tom Northcott Trio. Uh, so when they changed their name, they did actually start messing around with the new direction. And that was the second or the second and third song. Songs you heard there were from History of Vancouver Rock and Roll Volume 4. You heard Don't Feel Bad, which was 
with the new lineup, but uh, something which was very much rooted in their previous repertoire. And then a rather strange track, which you just heard called Eyes, which pointed in the direction of um, the music that they were going to make. In 1967, the band officially released its first single as the collector's old man or sorry looking at a baby backed with old man uh which became actually quite a hit across canada it reached number one on the uh, chum charts yes the chum charts in toronto uh in the early summer of 1967 so quite an auspicious start to their career they followed it up uh, later on that year with another big hit fisher woman backed with listen to the words and after we hear that's not what I want I don't want that okay so after we pay the bills we're going to listen to the all four sides of the collector's official first two singles Well, the party is off to a good start. Guests are on time. Everyone's out to have fun and to help others fun. What's the matter? Doesn't that sound exciting to you? UBC students have an alternative. Looking to unwind? Check out one of the sub's two licensed establishments. The Pit Pub and Burger Bar is home of the famous Pit Night. Relax with great prices on cold beer and lots of big screen HD TVs or chow down on charbroiled burgers, beer battered fish and chips, and Belgian fries. The pit is open seven days a week and Wednesday through Saturday is open late until 2 a.m. This business is owned and operated by the AMS, your student society.
sitting in the park there Is it getting dark there? Can you see Old man sitting in the doorway Am I going your way? Tall ones, hairy or bald ones Depends on what they have 
with you on 101.9 FM, CITR, and Stereoscopic Readouts, Canada Day look at The Collectors, one of the best bands, in my opinion, to come out of Vancouver in the 1960s. So that set you heard there was all four sides of The Collectors' first two uh, singles released in 1967, starting with Looking at a Baby, backed with Old Man, and then... Fisherwoman backed with Listen to the Words. Apparently, Tim Rose did a cover of Looking at a Baby on uh, the flip side of his Long Haired Boy single. So I'm going to track that down because I haven't heard that yet. Um, they did do the recording in Los Angeles. Um, the first single record, uh, the first two singles were recorded by. Barry Dvorzen and Donna Dreese, but uh, in 1968, 
the uh, record label thought that they might be better suited to recording an album, uh, seeing as album-oriented rock had uh, begun its ascendancy. So they brought in Wizkid producer Dave Hassinger, who would later use Glenn... Bill Henderson, sorry, Bill Henderson, to provide guitar um, on the uh, infamous Mass in F minor album by the Electric Prunes, um, the album which none of the Electric Prunes actually played on. But uh, back to the first single, uh, Looking at a Baby, that was a big hit in Canada. I believe it was a a number one hit in Toronto on Chum Radio. Um, Fisherwoman was a another big hit in later on in the summer of 1967 reaching number 15 on the Canadian top 100 but at the time that they recorded looking at a baby the band did not actually have a name i've heard two stories about this uh one if you look in the liner notes for what was the record label on this collector's choice music re-released uh their first two albums well there are only two actual albums on CD a few years ago, and in one of them they interviewed Bill Henderson. He says the band did not actually have a name, and the record label was saying, "Well, you got to come up with a, you have to come up with a, a name today, and it's going to be you're going to either be called the Connection or the Collectors." So they spoke, discussed it for about twenty minutes, and chose the Collectors. But another story I heard, it was from Jeff Ridley of the United Empire Loyalists, suggested that it was based on the uh, Terrence Stamp movie, The Collector, which is um, kind of a psychological thriller, which was released in about 1965 or so. So either way, I don't know. But um, singles were a big success in Canada. They were not so much in the United States, although they did play a lot in San Francisco. They did play the Fillmore Auditorium and the Avalon Ballroom, etc. Um... The record label, Warners, did decide, however, that it would be worth giving them a shot to record an album. So in 1967, they went back down to Los Angeles to record with Dave Hassinger. They came up with a an album which was eponymous in Canada, but in the States it was uh, titled New Vibrations from Canada. So we're going to actually listen to that entire album in its entirety, um, starting now.
sleeping Are you still sleeping? No, it's not important now It doesn't matter anyhow Go back to sleep now Are you sure you're warm enough? No, it's not time to get up Just go to sleep now No, it's nothing I said nothing The same thing happens every night We go to sleep, we never fight But what is happening? What is there happening? to you why do i do the things i do why do i do i've been thinking i stayed awake all night i wanted to say this just right with you on 101.9 FM CITR. That was side one of The Collector's debut release. Um, Self-titled in Canada, entitled New Vibrations from Canada in the U.S. Um, Came out on Warner's. Um, From the top you heard What is Love, uh, followed by She, Will of the Wind, Howard Christman's older Lydia Purple and one act play. Ironically, Lydia Purple would be released, uh, not really ironically, because it is a beautiful song, but ironically, it was the only song on the album not written by the band. 
I think the uh, the record label did not feel that there were any material there was any material on the album strong enough to release as a single. So they insisted that the band record that and release it, um, which was a huge hit in Canada, but kind of sank without a trace in the U.S. I'm actually going to, after playing a PSA for you, return with side two, the infamous What Love Suite. So stay tuned. UBC's Museum of Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of indigenous art from around the world, and guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. There's a lot to take in. Luckily at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources.
what love is it? Masculine beers had homosexual fears or sentimental cheers or tears. No one hears. What love is it that breeds contempt of love? Violence is virile, but tenderness is senile. Sensitivity is vile, destroying masculine bile. Beware the star.
is not beauty or fashion. Blood is violence. Blood is masculine violence. Blood is masculine violence. Is it safe to assume that anyone who preaches knows? Is it safe to assume that anyone who doesn't preach knows? Is it safe to assume? That concludes side two of The Collector's 1968 album, New Vibrations from Canada, uh, the infamous What Love Sweet. Sort of, that's a, that's really actually another, pure, or, um, uh, how do you put it? Um, sign of the times back then, bands would, um, it, were, it was the time when a lot of actually LA bands were doing it mostly, um, putting out albums with an entire song taking up side two. I mean, as far back as 1966, Love had done it with the song Revelation on Decapo. The Seeds did it. Um, 
It appears the collectors decided to do it, but uh, they did actually write the entire thing out. Uh, Claire Lawrence had a bit of a epiphany and decided he needed to talk to Bill Henderson about putting this all down to music, and they orchestrated the entire thing with crescendos and diminuendos and so forth. Um, the song did not go out, play very well in the sticks, from what I understand. Anyway, that in its entirety is their debut album from 1968. They would release another album in 1969, an ambitious collaboration with the playwright George Riga, wherein George Riga needed music for his play Grass and Wild Strawberries, and he wrote lyrics while the band produced the music for it. And I think in certain early performances, the band was actually on stage during the performance providing the backing music for the play so we're going to be hearing a couple of tracks from that in a little bit after we play another psa but in the meantime they also released a single uh fat bird back or sorry make it easy back with fat bird and we're going to listen to that right after this are you interested in radio but not quite sure how to get involved citr is the place for you We are a volunteer-driven campus and community radio station with a variety of volunteer opportunities. Want to become an on-air programmer? Learn about promotions? Maybe become a news or arts reporter? Come learn about all the ways you can become involved at CITR. Volunteer orientations are held on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 p.m. If the first Monday falls on a statutory holiday, the orientation moves to the second Monday. Visit citr.ca for more information. Make it easy on your 
sand wild strawberries, incense and wine I grow on a cradle, will never be mine I've a purse of good leather and sandals of mist A halo of morning, my tulips have kissed My God, what a generous morning Grass and wild strawberries, incense and wine I grow on a cradle, will never be mine Sunday by moonlight, I lay out of sight. The fix that I'll be in would not be denied. My love, what a night of your beauty. Rice and wild strawberries, incense and wine. with you in the final minutes of stereoscopic readouts look at the career of the collectors 1965 to 1970s 101.9 fm citr here in vancouver going to play one last song for you but those were two songs prelude and the title track for their 1969 album grass and wild strawberries um as i said a collaboration with playwright george riga for his play of the same name george riga actually wrote apparently all the lyrics for the album and then the band worked them into songs to be performed on stage during the play um they would record two more singles i think they switched to london records in 1969 1970 composed some music for the canadian youth pavilion at expo 70 in osaka japan um Switched to London Records, released two more singles. Uh, where are we at here? I must have been blind backed with beginning part one, and sometimes we're up backed with beginning part two. Um, that pretty much marked a general decline in the quality of the band's output as they struggled to stay fresh uh, with the changing times. Um, Howie Vickers would go on to record or do a solo project and then leave the band. The band reformed as a four-piece, basically, as um, Bill Henderson, Claire Lawrence, Ross Turney, and Glenn Miller, continuing for a bit as Chilliwack. And that story you probably know. 
or at least you hear plenty of it on, well, I wouldn't say C-Fox, but Rock 101 and Jack FM. So that's outside the scope of this program, uh, and that pretty much brings this episode to a close. So I'm going to leave you with beginning, I don't know if it's beginning part one or beginning part two, or if it's the whole thing, I don't know. But um, this is it. That's it for me this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, a look at one of Vancouver's best the collectors
Hello, Micro. We're at 